in the basement studio, there's a pipe which sends the de oh, detritus <laughs> down into the sewer system. Uh, welcome to podcast number 32. Remember to subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you like to listen to. And if you're a big fan, please check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash desmadre. Um, today is October 1st, Sunday, October 1st. Um, <clears throat> Libra season to all my Libras out there. Libras. What's the sign of the Libra? A scale. A scale? Yeah. Oh, a pound. Yeah. Libra. Yeah. Okay. What is a Libra traditionally like? Oh, my God. I shouldn't have brought this shit up. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Wise? Really, I don't really of know. justice? Yeah, it's supposed to be, yeah, that you're... You're reasonable? That you're seeking balance, which oh. is... Yeah. It's so, funny. My uh, girlfriend was telling me that, Claudia was telling me that in the Bay Area, that's kind of more kind of prevalent in kind of the conversation with people here people like hey what's your sign and what is that and then they'll i guess assess you by uh by the i guess yeah what the fucking yeah <laughs> when you were born in the rotation yeah. of the moon or some shit it's, um now i know a lot of people who are into that i have a friend whose wife actually reads cards for a hmm. living oh shit and uh she's always posting that stuff on uh on instagram and stuff like, have you ever had your cards read no you ever have like your my... like horoscope told or whatever your they look at your palm? No, like my, my mom was like kind of yeah. <laughs> my mom was like against that. She you know she does not very religious or anything, but she just like kind of was kind of creeped out by cards or Ouija boards and shit. At um, huh. so I never really. I guess that that shit is probably true in in some degree that um, it's probably just been taken over by what do you mean it's probably true you know that uh whenever you were born and uh, how it aligns with the the overall universe and shit and um but i'm not i'm not an expert so i'm just gonna you're a so you're a libra yeah because this is your birthday's coming up pretty soon yeah and I guess right before is Virgo, right? Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. I'm a Virgo, okay. and that was like yeah. two weeks ago. Huh. Um, and we're known basically as being anally retentive, huh. and that's kind of anally retentive and annoying and kind of like like just organized huh. in a way that gets shit done. But anyway, um, all right, well, fuck that. Nobody <laughs> cares about that shit. Uh, if you're a Libra, congratulations. Um Number of interesting topics this week. Twitter is now testing yeah. double the amount of characters. Yeah. 280 characters. Yeah. I, and I didn't realize this, but the reason it was originally 140 was because that was something tied to the SMS system. Huh. Like SMS didn't used to let you send a message over a that certain length. And so that was kind of what bound Twitter to that length. Hmm. And that was just kind of a an engineering or systematic uh, restraint or constraint of the system at that point. Um, but it certainly is kind of one of the things that makes Twitter what it is. So I don't know yeah. what's going to happen once it's 240. It's already in, it's already been implemented or? Um, no, only certain accounts were given okay. the ability to do that. Um, I think they should keep it at 140. I mean, it just doesn't make sense because it just yeah. it's gonna become like annoying as fuck. Yeah, um, yeah I started um, kind of, browsing twitter more this week and like never fucking use twitter but 
Yeah, it's kind of funny that like every day there's like a, I guess people just make up shit. It's like there's an outrage of the day. Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, right now it literally as we speak, it's hashtag why we must impeach Trump in seven words. That's the top trending in the U.S. right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So Twitter is one of the reasons why we because <laughs> of all the shit. Pretty much everything he says, which is completely moron. I mean, he just said a lot of stupid shit in person, but he. Yeah. He, this this week was the Puerto Rico thing. Yeah. So the mayor of San Juan, some woman, uh, basically said that the government respo- response was the federal response was not adequate, and that people were suffering, and that it was going to turn into a genocide. Yeah. And then Donald Trump basically just started tweeting and saying she was a shitty leader, and that there were ten thousand federal, whatever people on the ground trying to help. Yeah. And that Puerto Rico, this is their fault because their people don't want to help themselves. And they're in massive debt. I I uh, <laughs> I don't know. It it, it, it is comical, but it, it's really fucking sad. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Why we must impeach Trump? I mean that that it's kind of like duh. Like the the question was why why did we elect him? Yeah. And so it is, none of this is any whatever. So yeah. I think the only faith, the only hope we have right now is the Mueller investigation and them nailing him with something because yeah, I mean, he's he's going to keep getting away with shit. I mean, yeah. I mean, people are saying that's why he he's doing this shit, right? I mean, even more so now than What do you mean? Of, of just kind of deflecting essentially of uh, Oh, he's just causing like yeah, yeah. Yeah, just kind of side uh so that people don't focus yeah. on Yeah. His uh, fucking uh, background on his Twitter is very fucking hilarious and and sad. A giant American, yeah, like a waving flag, a shitty uh, waving flag. A friend of mine on uh, Facebook <clears throat> uh, posted a photo of he was in Hungary and he went to a random party mm-hmm. where there were like expats and random people, and apparently there was a person wearing American flag leggings and a MAGA hat, and I think he was kind of serious. He was like. I was trying to get away from this. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like some, you know, chubby white guy from the U.S. Shit. Yeah. So maybe he was being ironic, but I doubt it. Um, so, yeah, Trump keeps being an idiot. It's uh, pretty much goes without saying that this is happening every day now. Yeah. And there's not a lot to comment about it other than he keeps being an idiot. I, I don't know. I don't sure. have any other interesting insight on it. Yeah. Um. So let's move to another country filled with freedoms <laughs> known as Saudi Arabia, <laughs> where by government, no, by the decree of the king, I think. Yeah, king's fucking like superhero, even like villain names. Really? Like king Solomon or something. <laughs> <laughs> Has officially decreed and allowed women to drive, which is fucking crazy that uh, women can't drive there. Yeah. I mean. It's, yeah, problems. How did the kids get to soccer? They <laughs> must sell very few minivans in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, let's be sexist now. <laughs> since <laughs> let's take it down a sexist road here. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, did you hear that thing that Bernie Sanders said that Saudi Arabia is actually like an enemy? Mm-hmm. He went on this rant and said that they're really not an ally and that you know they are constant. Uh, what do you call it? Violation violators of human rights. Yeah. Um, Behind nine eleven. I don't know if he said that, but I mean, yeah, nine or nine out of eleven, or, <laughs> right? Or what's his name, Salman? 
Yeah. King Salmon. <laughs> Salmon! <laughs> Samson! <Yeah>. King Samson! <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, he said that basically that Saudi Arabia is like, you know, it is a fucking dictatorship, effectively. You yeah. can yeah, call it a, a, a monarchy, but it is a dictatorship. And uh, they do what the fuck they want, and they mistreat women, and they kill people for being gay or something. And it's pretty crazy there. So he straight up said it, whereas most Americans, even Democrats, a.k.a. neocons, <laughs> Uh, consider Saudi Arabia an ally because they give us a lot of money or vice versa and they allow us to have bases there and we sell them they give us money because we give them arms they buy like a ton of jets and shit hmm. from the America shit and I think we buy oil and whatnot so it's a really weird relationship but um, I mean it's not like they seem to have their shit together but they rule it with like an iron fist sort of situation for sure but, I mean, what would that be like if women couldn't drive here? What would your day to day <laughs> life be impacted? Be a better place. No, I mean, <laughs> be less accidents, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mean, that is pretty bizarre to think about. Yeah, that, but no. if you were everywhere, you were driving. There were only men in cars. Yeah, you could never check out a chick in another car. Yeah, like. Yeah, <laughs> you could never look over. And be you like, you couldn't have yeah those those moments in movies where you look over and you ask for their number. And... Right, <laughs> that whole scene in uh in like the that old Chevy Chase movie, The Family Vacation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he sees that would like, be a cool parody. Actually, Claudia Schiffer. Yeah, and like that could never happen. Yeah, that movie would not exist. Uh -huh. That scene would not exist without yeah our equality on the <laughs> on the roads. <laughs> I wonder when when American women were allowed to drive, or were they ever? Yeah. That's slightly kind of depressing to think about that uh, if you compare, yeah, the the trajectory of sort of our, of th this country's sort of misogyny and shit to theirs, like when is, is Saudi Arabia going to have their national lampoons in that scene, you know, like mm -hmm. it's going to be still like another, another like hundred years. years or yeah. Something. yeah. Yeah. It's also kind of a, you know somewhat of a testament to uh maybe us not complaining so much because we got it kind of all right yeah i mean things are i don't know just like things are never going to be perfect i guess like yeah um just the fuck up all you fucking woke people <laughs> did out. you see the snl skit from yesterday How, did you watch any of the snl i didn't know i watched like clips of something but uh, the, yeah uh, which one there was a really funny uh levi's parody where uh, they have a new line called woke and uh, you should watch it. I won't talk about it, but it's it's really funny. Damn it, dude. I've been wanting to do a woke skit for a while. <laughs> you know that. We've been trying to talk about yeah. that for a while. We've just been lazy. They get, they did a really good job. Um, Damn. Uh, I have to check that out. Yeah. Who was the host last night? Uh, Ryan Gosling. Okay, that's what I thought. I saw the Avatar skit. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah, it was... I only, I only saw a few clips this morning, but um, they started their cold intro, yeah, with... Uh, Alec Baldwin again. Yeah. And yeah, I guess him talking about the fucking Puerto Rico Puerto crisis Rico. and yeah. Jeff Sessions played by Kate McKinley, who's fucking super hilarious. He's not, he's not the, is he still the attorney general? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's the other guy, right? The, I guess we can get to that in a second, but Tom yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what SNL, it didn't, I watched the, the intro and I, 
was still interested. It wasn't like I was like, oh, fuck all this shit again. Well, they won like fucking eleven or nine Emmys. Shit, that's right. Yeah, they really killed it last year. Cause... Yeah, and it's and it's. I don't know if you've seen that Comedy Central show called The President or something like that. I haven't seen it. I've seen clips. Yeah, it's really uh, over like really heavy handed. Oh really? Um, the guy he seemed a little bit annoying. Yeah. In the clips, like he's not mm. funny. That guy is really funny, but really? yeah, it's just kind of the the joke. The the show, yeah, it just seems like too much. I feel like it should just be SNL doing it, um, it to that degree, I guess. I mean, they made a whole fucking show on, on Comedy Central, so. On uh, so impersonation? It's of, yeah, yeah. It's hard to uh, top Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah, he's so good, for sure. Um, But yeah, we'll see if people don't tire of all of this political comedy. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to check that out later today. Yeah, it's, it's definitely really good. Uh, What else? Another Kardashian is pregnant. Yeah. Uh, Chloe. Wait, which is Chloe? The oldest one, or no? The is she in the middle one? I think the the bigger one. Okay. The thicker one. Thicker one. Tristan Thompson, basketball yep. player. Um. All right. Good for her. Yeah, I think that shit with the Kylie Jenner might have been a rumor. So apologize to anybody listening. Oh really? It was yeah. We wasted the whole twenty minutes yeah, talking yeah. about the Kardashians and yeah. Kylie, and we she's really. We not. have uh, yeah, like a like a Kardashian minute on this podcast every every, every week, episode. So. There was that the, you mentioned the ten year anniversary, and uh-huh. they played every single episode going back oh, to really? the first one. Shit, Larissa had it on a lot of times this nice. week, and I was like, damn, they used to look basic. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, they were like it was like ten years ago, and I was like, yeah, damn, yeah. you know, like uh, Bruce is like. Bruce is a good-looking man. What yeah. did he do to himself? Yeah. You know? And then they had the, the episodes with the first guy that, uh, what's her name, was married to? Kim was married to, the uh, basketball player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys, yeah. And then, like, there was some other dude that, that she was dating. and like, pretty wild, yeah. I was like, damn, this is like going back in my family album. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, That's, yeah, they literally played them all back hmm, to back to back. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and, and speaking of the Kardashians, O.J. Simpson is officially out. Uh, oh, right. Um, Literally just hours ago, I believe. Yeah. This morning. Uh-huh. Released from a Nevada prison for... Yeah. That. I remember, I think I, I, we talked about this, but in that O.J. documentary, they talk about how um, how right before he, he stole all that shit in Las Vegas... Um, they were just like like him and his like band of thieves were like like watching TV in a hotel room, and there was a clip for the Kardashians and OJ Simpson was like, hey, that's like my niece or something. That's like our, my <laughs> that's my family oh friend. My and they're like, God. who the fuck is that? And they they didn't think about it. And then cut to ten years later in a ten year prison sentence. They're fucking f- cultural phenomenon. Was he in prison that long? Yeah, it was like ten years. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For stealing. I mean, that was like, they basically kind of like went heavy on him because, I, I don't know. I don't, did he actually physically hurt somebody? I don't think, I don't he think did, so. Right? Yeah. I think he threatened for yeah. sure, but I don't think there was an actual physical. Um, but yeah, it's kind of wild. Have you ever been the victim of a robbery? Uh, yes. Really? My car, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. That but was... you weren't like held up. Oh, no, no. Like... No, not, yeah, not like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah especially you... I feel like especially when you go to Mexico a lot, I think my parents were overly cautious. Yeah. Maybe they weren't, but I was, I was like you can't just be like a fucking 
your stupid kind of absent-minded American <laughs> millennial self or else you'll just get jacked immediately. millennial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. think I've ever, like, I had some friends, uh, you know, Ramon? Yeah. He, he and his brother, when we were teenagers, they were, um, I guess they technically didn't get jacked, but they were sitting in a Whataburger in Fort Worth, <laughs> and um, fucking, it was like 11 p.m., and some dudes came in and held up the Whataburger. Shit. And then they they were sitting by the door, and they ran out. Ramon Fuck. and Robert ran out. But then stupid Robert, this was back when uh, radio decks uh-huh. had the removable heads so uh-huh. that, you know, and he had had it with him inside the Whataburger because he didn't want it oh, to get stolen shit, from the that's truck. hilarious. And he left it on the, <laughs> and then he ran back inside like an idiot while it was still getting robbed and grabbed his radio and then ran back. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. At a fucking Whataburger. At a Whataburger. That one over there on West Side by the Montgomery and 20 or Montgomery and 35. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right next to downtown. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right, right on the outskirts of. On the outskirts, like by, like if you were getting off to go to the museums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right over there. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that. I that think shit. that might have been the last one that I actually went to when I was back in Florida. Man, I kind of feel like having some water burger. But we can't really eat any shit there. Yeah, it's all the bread. Yeah. yeah. That's um, Chick Fil A has gluten free buns for anybody. Really? Uh, yeah. Really. Chick Fil A is actually pretty solid. If you want to support the <laughs> anti-gay movement, yeah, go get yes, you. Know, I was thinking about um, people's the culture of outrage that we live in, and no. uh, you know, people um, just a lot of people shitting on Hugh Hefner. Oh man, they've been shitting all over him for um, yeah, being I guess misogynist. Misogynist. I thought he was a liberator of <laughs> of of women's rights and sexuality. Yeah, I mean, he's from a fucking different goddamn century basically. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't really like be famous at all now because somebody will find something wrong with you. Yeah. Um there was some there was a list of uh cartoons going around from uh that were like the little cartoons from Playboy magazine. <laughs> And they were like, somebody listed them as rape cartoons. Because, yeah, they were basically like, you know, they were usually like these raunchy little cartoons. Yeah. See, Saudi Arabia still has to go through that period. In there. <laughs> <laughs> through their rape is funny <laughs> period. Yeah. Rape is okay. So there's a young uh, Hugh Hefner, Saudi Arabian Hugh Hefner, um, who's about to... Those guys are like ridiculous. <coughs> they really are misogynists. I mean, there's like a, <laughs> there, there really is a dude um, who's like a, a consultant to the ambassador or something like that, and he lived in D.C. and he basically set up meetings for you know Saudi uh, businessmen and whatnot with Russian people. I mean, with American D.C. people or whatever. And it was discovered that he was also basically like a pimp. Like he basically just ran like women for all these guys. Shit. Um, those guys are, it's all like a fucking scam, man. Whatever religion it is, those guys, whether it's like Christianity and Catholicism, and those mm-hmm. guys are all fucking closet homosexuals who are fucking having raging orgies yeah. on the background. Or whether you're like one of these like Saudi clerics or whatever, and you're running the government, and at the same time you got another guy running fucking a prostitution ring for yep. you. It's a fucking joke. It's all Fucking <laughs> give up, give up on humanity. Gonna go live in the mountains. Um, but yeah, I, so fucking Hugh Hefner died. I was myself didn't really give a fuck about him that much. 
Um, he I, the only my first introduction to Hugh Hefner probably was Beverly Hills Cop number two. <laughs> the very famous scene where was he, he in it? Uh, I think yeah, briefly. They, they there's a, a whole thing at the actual Playboy Mansion. No, oh. I was like, who the fuck is that? And um, I, I don't remember when. Really? I I mean, because he was always a part of American oh, culture. Oh right, right, you know? sure, it was sure. Just like there were magazines. And yeah, like, yeah. You know. Yeah, I feel like definitely. I, um, my porn viewing experience was already on you know the internet and on digital computers. No, I uh, not even on like be it not even VHS. tapes or DVDs for that matter. <clears throat> I, yeah, I mean, so, I don't think I ever owned a porn VHS or DVD tape. I do remember people having collections, and I thought it was <laughs> Jared of, Fogel from Subway. Did he have a big collection? <laughs> yeah, really. I don't. I heard. Yeah, he he apparently had a um, in college had a whole like vault, and he would rent it out to people. It was regular. It wasn't um, child. Yeah. But yeah, apparently yeah, he's just a fucking huge creep. But wow, I was watching a thing last night, a, a show on like I think it was like Nat Geo. No, it was on Fusion actually. On Fu- that was the first time I watched Fusion. We were literally just sitting flipping channels, and nice. I saw a, a documentary on F- Fusion called Miami Porn: <laughs> Sex in the Sunshine State, and it was a whole thing about the porn industry, and uh, it was actually pretty cool. Like. Um, they covered like three or four people and one of them was like a girl from venezuela who had been working at mcdonald's and like she was pretty hot or whatever and then somebody was like yo maybe you should do porn and she went to go be an extra and then somebody offered her a grant long story short like five years later she's making like five hundred thousand dollars a year damn and she runs her own website and it's her boyfriend who basically does it with her like who runs the business (laughs) and she controls it all so she is, you know, controlling her own destiny and shooting her own scenes and nice. all this stuff. Uh, so, yeah, check out veronicarodriguez.com. <laughs> um, if you want to support an independent small business owner, <laughs> a, Lat- a Latinx. Uh, <laughs> see, see, if you want to support a Latinx independent small business owner and you want some quality porn from uh, a self-made woman, check out veronicarodriguez.com. She was actually really cool. She seems like she's got a, her head on, a good head on her shoulders nice. and she's taking care of her stuff and sends money home to her family in Venezuela, but nice. her mother has disowned her. Sadly, Damn. That was the twist. That makes sense. That's, her mother's like, I don't want anything to do with this because her mother's religious. Yeah. Um, she's like, okay, I won't send you a Mercedes then. <laughs> um, no, nah, she's not a bitch. She, she kind of started crying when she was talking about her mom. Yeah. What's said, that, new, uh, that new David Simon show, like The Deuce or something? You hear that? Yeah, the Deuce. I haven't seen it yet, but the James Franco. It's yeah. supposed to be good. Yeah, I heard it was good. It's getting good reviews. Um, that's about the start of the porn industry in the seventies, I believe, yeah. in New York or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fucking wild to think of that—the trajectory of porn—and to think of what little kids have at their fingertips, like on their bus rides to school. Like yeah. when you were when I was ten years old, I'd or you know 12 years old there was like barely like you know <laughs> dial up it was like the start of um yeah and and now it's like pretty fucking foul the kind of shit that they can you find on your you phone can find. yeah um, yeah i don't know how parents can control that I don't yeah think, i don't think you, you can, can do a damn yeah. thing about it yeah um i'm not having kids <laughs> I'm giving up yeah 
by the time I would have kids and they're old enough, they're just going to have like virtual, like virtual, yeah, virtual yeah. sex, yeah, like yeah. anywhere they want. Like people are just going to be like busting in in public, just like. <laughs> Is that, like, I love that um, Sleeper. Did you ever see that movie? The Woody oh, Allen movie. Woody Allen movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like my favorite Woody Allen movie. Speaking of problematic, iconic figures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jared Vogel and Woody Allen. <laughs> Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. Uh, Are these sexual liberators or sexual... Uh, exploit Exploiters. Exploiters. Is yeah. that a word? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I never heard it said that. Yeah, but they're probably a little bit of both. Um yeah, very complicated figures. That's yeah. well, Jared Fogle is definitely not a liberator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's he let me make that clear. Shit, yeah. He didn't liberate goddamn thing. No, yeah. Other than a hundred pounds by yeah. eating Subway yeah. sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh man. And then yeah. So Hugh Hefner's dead. Do you know the deal? Like with his house, like he was still living there, but they sold yeah. it. Oh yeah, I, forget. I remember so we like we, three years or a year ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah. was like not too Amundo long ago. Topic. Yeah. yeah. It was um, I guess yeah, there was, he sold it, but he could live there until he died. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, I was actually listening. Uh, Fresh Air played like this old interview with him from like 2000, uh-huh. and I've I always think Terry Gross is a very hilarious interviewer because she does ask some pretty like pressing questions. Yeah. And. Uh, and she's like, so, um, Hugh, you have three wives now, three partners. And he's like, yeah. And it's like, they're all uh, 22, 21, and 21. He's like, yeah. He's like, is it weird that there's like a 50-year-old uh, difference? He's like, no. He's like, age is just a number. He's like, yeah, but, you know, there's like a lot of people that think that, you know, that they're just with you for your money and that you're just with them for uh for their kind of like physical attractiveness and he's like yeah well you know uh you know some people live their lives differently but like terry gross props to her for you know asking the the tough questions and um yeah it's kind of bizarre to actually hear him talk about it because it 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 does seem a little creepy yeah yeah (laughs) she's like imagine your 20 year old daughter goes to live with like a fucking 80 year old man uh yeah yeah that is creepy there was a do you ever see the show 90 day fiance yeah <laughs> i i mean i saw clips but i never the percent um, i watched yeah. that issue is hilarious um <laughs> i need to i was i need to watch more tv i feel like maybe i don't but you don't right? <laughs> you don't i feel like i haven't watched tv proper and i i can't even really remember the last time well, 90 Day Fiance is a lot of cases like that because it's fucking, you know, like creepy American dudes who are never yeah. able to get like married or get like a, you know, quality chick here. So yeah. they have to go Thailand to other countries. Yeah. It's like the, the young, usually it's like a creepy old white guy with somebody from the Philippines or like in this season, there's somebody from the Philippines. There's somebody from Haiti. And there's somebody from... <laughs> Yeah, and it's like fucking Syria, and <laughs> yeah, it's like a forty-five-year-old like Jared Fogle-looking guy, uh-huh. and a twenty-year-old from the Philipp- from some other developing country. Yeah, um, and you're always trying to figure that out. But this season, there's actually the flip side of that, where there's a woman who's like this kind of Jersey Shore chick. It's kind of mm-hmm. weird. She's like forty-five. And she's got like her face looks like she's done like fucking seventeen rounds of Botox and shit, shit and yeah. like lip injections. Yeah, um, she's not. I mean, I don't find her attractive, but she's not 
bad. You know, she just looks like a Jersey kind of yeah. cougar. Yeah, yeah. And she's got two daughters who are in their 20s. Mm-hmm. And she started dating a dude who's 24 nice. from the Netherlands. Nice. And um, and she goes out to meet his parents. She goes to Hungary to meet him. And, you know, her, her, her the guy's stepdad is like, my son is our son is too good for you. Like, damn. Like you know, he he just straight up tells her like, yeah. you're like he's way out of your league because mm-hmm. he's like a good looking you know dude or whatever, and he's 24 and yeah, and like I don't know what he's doing with you. Like he's way out of your league. Holy and says shit. all this shit, and then like she's like FaceTiming with her daughters, and he's like she she says you're gonna be like their stepdad. And you can see like he's like about to fucking run off the show. <laughs> shit. <laughs> so. But, is the point of the show that they're looking for citizenship or that it's well the that's the that's what you're always trying to figure out are they really are this is this couple really in love hmm. or does the person from another country have ulterior motives have ulterior motives and just want to get like a visa and then hmm. a citizenship to come to the u.s nice and the 90 day fiance <laughs> yeah the, and ni- the tlc is there to uh <laughs> to, to ask the hard hitting <laughs> questions is it on t- where is it uh, probably something like that, yeah. Or History Channel, or <laughs> because this is history. <laughs> um, and so yeah, they're always like, will they survive? Does the person from the other country really just want a visa? And half the time, you can tell it's clearly like, because it's like somebody who from the other country is really good looking, yeah, and young, and they have no reason to want to like yeah, be yeah. with somebody like this. And it goes both ways. Like there was one last season where this woman was like in her forties and she's just really kind of like overweight, not attractive. She's like annoying. And she meets like this dude who's like good looking from like Morocco. Hmm. And he's like, you know, thin in shape. He could pr- probably get any sort of girlfriend he wanted in Morocco. <laughs> and like he comes to the U S gets married. Yeah. They basically fucking get a divorce and he ends up with his residency. Nice. So, very Perhaps nice hustle yeah a little do your thing. just put your penis in someone for a little while and yep. or vice versa and then you could just stay <laughs> yeah Land of someone living in in a fucking yeah third world country that is like nothing probably yeah that's that's <laughs> relatively i'm not gonna say that's an easy thing to do yeah i don't know i'm not gonna insult them like that <laughs> um speaking of there's a lot of t- I guess TV season is right now or something. There's like I a guess bunch of pr- shit. premieres happen typically. Typical yeah. network premieres happen right now, but it's getting all like jumbled up because of digital. Yeah, because I saw like I was saying I was uh, kind of following Twitter, Twitter a little more this week, and every day there was like a new, like fucking TV. I didn't even know there was like a fucking like Lethal Weapon TV, TV show, show now. Yeah. And um, what else? Yeah. That dude, uh, <clears throat> this Mexican dude, that's part of that show. Nice. Um, forget his name. Anyway, what were you gonna say? Uh, Leave the weapon. Lots of TV. TV. Speaking of TV, Kit yeah. and Rose engaged. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Kit Harrington, uh, who plays the main dude, Jon Snow, on Game of Thrones, I guess got engaged. Is that done yet? No, there's one more season. Hmm. Uh, one more half season. Damn, I don't know what if I'll actually ever consume Game of Thrones in my lifetime. <clears throat> Got, got a lot point. of years left, man. Yeah, you got a lot of years. Yeah, know? but uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I watched The Sopranos like obviously way the fuck later, but it's worth watching, man. Yeah, yeah. I just I know uh, there's the thing people say is like, oh, I'm not into like fantasy shit, which I'm not particularly. But yeah, I mean everybody, it's obviously a fucking phenomena, and yeah, I'm sure it's shot well, written well, acted uh, well, acted well. 
And the first two seasons have a ton of sex position. Nice. They're just like random sex going on just while with somebody. Some trolls or something. Some gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not. It's not a fucking. What is it? It's not the Hobbit, dude. <laughs> no. No. Is it people? Is it? Oh yeah. Okay. They're all people. There's but, there is some element of the only thing that's supernatural is little people. The, no, he's just a he's a regular little person, <laughs> but he's a human. There's right. nothing. Um, there's the White Walkers, which are these basically zombies. Hmm. They don't come out until later seasons. There's dragons, and there's some sort of mythology around wolves, dire wolves, which hmm. is this other thing. But no, they're not hobbits. They're not like I don't know. It's yeah. It's it's not it's not like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that way. Um, but you should check it out. It's good. I'll fucking keep you occupied for. A I don't minute. know if I'd want to uh, be uh, in a relationship like that. <clears throat> to a have... movie relationship. Yeah, I mean, because your whole sort of kid and Rose are basically like you know that's gonna be like a. I'm sure it's for them. It's really amazing to have that as like their sort of foundation. You know, this fucking huge TV show like that thinking about you know like later on like in public like fans and shit are trying to live like a normal life which obviously celebrities don't get to really live but them it'd just be like i feel like it'd just be it'd get tiresome you'd be like fuck game of thrones after a while or you'd be like yeah i don't want to um have just like weird fucking creepy nerds coming up to you at the park and stuff on the flip side once they are no longer as popular or aren't getting as many gigs all they have to do is go to like Comic Con, yeah, three times a year, yeah, I and mean, they can make money. like five hundred grand a year yeah. just signing autographs for three days or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not a bad life, you True. know. Um, I'm I'm curious what I don't know why I'm, I always want to look up like people's net worth, mm-hmm. Kit Harrington net worth. Let's see, twelve million. Damn. Reportedly earns one point one million per episode. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Um, one of the crazy things we talked about last week was with the real estate out here, and people buying these houses and stuff. And like, and you just realize like how many people, how much money people make out here. Yeah. And how like yeah, this guy's worth twelve million, but there's pro- there's like a ton of people who work at Google and Apple who are worth. 20 million yeah yeah and they're like fucking dorky ass nerd yeah. or whatever yeah, you know yeah it's crazy to kind of think of it that way yeah, but yeah. it's totally they're the new yeah elite if you will it's like yeah that's the it's here in wall street you know <clears throat> like in yeah. wall street i think it's tougher to make money that way hmm. where this is totally out here it's not only legal but it's the only competitive way for companies to retain employees yeah um but yeah there's so much money out here it's kind of crazy um that was a little bit off topic. Speaking of industries being fucked over by money, NCAA college basketball yeah. is in a bit of a God damn. tumult right now. I don't totally, I haven't read the details, but I guess. Yeah, I guess I haven't. I, would, I wouldn't know too well either, but. University of Louisville? I mean, what's the general consensus about college football players being paid and endorsed? But this is bad. This is around basketball. Oh, was it? The Rick Pitino thing? Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, Rick Pitino coaches basketball. Oh, shit. So Louisville is one of the top three or five NCAA basketball teams. Yeah. Um, College athletes, I guess I should yeah. say. 
Um, and I guess they were funneling money to athletes and taking money from shoe companies, Adidas or something. Yeah. And they discovered a bunch of stuff. And initially people were saying, oh, like all the assistant coaches were going to get fired. And most of the assistant coaches that were implicated were African-Americans. So they were like, the woke army was saying, oh, they're going to take down the black guys. And they did. But they also took down the head, the H-H-I-C, the head honky in charge, yep. Rick Pitino, uh, lost a job. And will probably never coach again. I, I would <laughs> uh, Maybe he probably will. These things don't last very long. Yeah. Um, and I mean, how do you really regulate something like that? I mean, there's a ton of rules that just got caught. That <laughs> <laughs> there's they try to regulate it. I think the right. question is more like you know like should should they just pay them? Yeah. Should they pay these guys because they're making a ton of money off of them? Like yeah. all the gear, all the tickets, all the the TV contracts. Yeah. Like. Where does that money go? I guess fucking to the school and it, who? Yeah, to the stadium, to the coaches. I mean, these yeah. coaches make like fucking like Jim Harbaugh. Look up Jim Harbaugh's salary. I think he's the highest paid How football coach. Like that. Yeah. Just look up his salary. Nine million. Top paid coach. Nine million dollars. University of Michigan is a public school. He makes almost the same as fucking kit harrington kit harrington <laughs> yeah so he's an entertainer yeah and the actors are the football players yeah. and they don't get paid yeah so what the fuck yeah you know i'm not saying it's right but it's fucked up that it is an industry and they make so much money off of it i mean supposedly a lot of schools like stanford and other places they say that well we make all this money off football but that pays for all the other sports sports which make no money yeah because you have like swimming, you have tennis, you have fucking rugby, you have yeah, all yeah. these other sports, which literally are cost the money, cost the school money. Yeah. And so the idea is that if you can monetize basketball and football, then they offset the costs for all the other programs. But I don't, you're not going to operate at a loss, that's for sure. Um, but uh, Stanford has been very vocal and said like, okay, we're never going to pay our athletes if it gets to that point then we'll just get out of that league and we'll play in a league we'll create our own league which is yeah scholar athletes or yeah, yeah. you know um and the argument is that most of these students are on scholarships and that's how they're paid they don't have to pay for school yeah but a lot of them don't even graduate so it's kind of jacked but and the and why do people say that college basketball isn't as like fun because what the, ha what's happened in basketball as opposed to football i guess Basketball has like a one and basically a one and done kind of trajectory now where players only play for one year mm -hmm. and then they go to the NBA. Whereas football, typically players play for at least three, if not all four. You kind of need the time to develop as an athlete, like to grow. Like as, you as a met, football player? Yeah. <clears throat> like if you're an 18 year old, you're typically not big enough and your body's not ready to play in the NFL. Right. So you have to be ready. You have to put the time in and work out. Yeah, fucking yeah. gain 50 pounds and whatever and Shit, become yeah. a fucking man yeah I'll go through the rigors of uh football uh college football and then go to uh to uh the nfl whereas the N uh, nba uh the physicality isn't quite the same so you can play you can play pretty much right out of at high an, school at the professional level yeah when you're 18 yeah the other thing is uh 
basketball has a D league, which is the development league, which is kind of like the minor leagues. Hmm. So the D league is owned and run by the NBA and the franchises. Huh. So there's like, you know, every team has another, a D league team. Right. And they have their own league and their own championship and all that. So a lot of players will play in that before they go to the NBA. Yeah. So you might play one year in college and then you go to the D league and then you, but you've got a contract at that point. It's right. not a lot, but yep. you have a D league contract and then For you sure. go to the NBA. And same thing with baseball. Baseball has the whole minor league system. And even within the minor league system, there's like mm-hmm. three levels. Yeah. Anyway, football, basically, players, there's no football minor league or or D league. Yep. So that's college football. And that's why college football is so great. Because right. Because the best players are still there. Yep. So anyway. Shit. I went to a football game last week. Nice. Fucking hella hammered. <laughs> and that was about it. Um, what else is on the list? On this motherfucking list. I'm I'm kind of low energy right now. I'm sorry. I got a little bit drunk last night. <laughs> Did you get drunk last night? Nah, I fucking don't do shit. My girlfriend's out of town, so I've uh, been eating out of like cans and shit. And <laughs> you like dog food? Yeah. Alpo. <laughs> what do you eat when you're alone? My we're actually trying. Here's a free plug. Uh, Claudia started using thistle. Have you heard of thistle? That sounds like some fucking Bay, Bay <laughs> some Area fucking, shit. Uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Silicon Valley shit. It's, it's just like any other. Um, it's prepared food. Okay. That they bring it to your fucking door. Already like, cooked? Ev- every morning, yeah. Every morning? Yeah, yeah. Um, and is it? And it's already cooked? Yeah, yeah. It's three. They basically drop off a um, uh, like three meals in a bag. And then, yeah, you just, just fucking, yeah, put it in the fridge. And then some Breakfast, of it, lunch, and dinner? What time do they get it there? 6 a.m. You fucking kidding me? Man, you guys yeah. are millennials. <laughs> Man, you live Dude, I heard about uh, my friend Nick was like, uh, I, didn't, I hadn't heard about this either, but either, but uh, he he got like, uh, I forget, he got like some magazine uh, delivered to him and uh, we're like, how the fuck did you get that? He's like, oh, the, the favor, the favor app. There's an app where you can ask somebody to do like a run a random favor for you. Wait, uh, what? It's like literally you just ask them to do whatever. Like go get me like a blunt, like a fucking Swisher Sweet from Seven Eleven uh-huh. and bring it to my house. And, and you pay them and they'll do that. Yeah, yeah. So. So what did he get? Like uh, it was like this. Um, it was part of a show that Nathan for You thing. They were uh, selling like n- newspapers in Austin, and he asked his friend to get one, and he got it through the f- the favor app. So basically, yeah, you know, we're um, definitely. More or less, a lot of us are going to be getting diabetes, people that are younger. But this was like healthy food, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying in terms of, yeah. like You don't do anything? Don't you do just... shit and you just sit and fucking. Like Wally. Yeah. You move around. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Wally, that movie was really tight, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so how, how, like, what is a typical thistle like? It's really good. It's, it's uh, vegan and gluten-free and um yeah it's like yeah. fucking like salads and um like fucking beans and <laughs> <laughs> shit that you could make at your house very easily but and how much is it uh it's like i think there's like t- there's like different tiers uh, i think we just did the lunch and the dinner we didn't do all three okay but yeah it's, breakfast seems like it's like somewhere around like i think like 80 bucks a week for like for two people for yeah that's pretty good. Like, yeah, it's like a sh- like really big portions too. So, 
That's how I've been eating. Soul. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, I would be fucking legitimately just eating. You're uh, trying to make it seem like, yeah, you were eating Vienna sausages. But yeah, you're eating yeah. vegan. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Prepared meals delivered yeah. to you daily. <laughs> Man, fucking rough life. Yep. Rough life. I eat, like, yeah, I don't, I eat lunch, whatever the fuck I want. I just do whatever. Yeah. But in the morning, I just eat coffee and, like. Yeah, yeah. Same peanut, here, yeah. Peanut butter jelly sandwich. Um. Oh, I saw a uh, mother. Oh, uh, how the fuck was it? I'm, I was not into it. No. Yeah. Um, and you're a big Jennifer Lawrence fan. Yeah. Oh, I mean, not really. <laughs> I, th- I, fe- I remember once you were like saying like she was like really, I, really what, hot or something. I mean, she's attractive. She's like, but uh, was it? I liked her in, um, what was that David O. Russell movie called? I forget the most recent one. Damn, I've already forgotten. The one about the drugs? Yeah. That one, she was pretty cool. She was good in Joy. Mm-hmm. I like that movie, but basically, I mean, short answer to to mother is that it felt um, really kind of like heavy handed in its like in its um, quest for artistic. Yeah, but, but it was just kind of like allegorical to a fault, I would say. And could you say that in regular <laughs> English? It, it used like these really like um, broad sort of biblical references in a seemingly very random ass way. And yeah, when I, you say broad, do you mean women? <laughs> no. Well, yeah. I mean, there's like there's like that there's like an Adam reference, an Eve reference, like a. And I think the the point of the movie is it's like kind of um, like trying to bring awareness to to global warming, climate change. What and so, fuck? like th- this house that uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem live in, they're they're a married couple. Like the house and Jennifer Lawrence serve as like, quote unquote, Mother Earth, and um, and it's just like yeah, it's it, it feels honestly really random. Essentially, like uh, Javier Bardem is a poet. He's trying to work on some uh, on his you know on his work. Jennifer Lawrence is kind of like stay at home mom, this stay at home wife. And then, yeah, basically, all of a sudden, people start showing up, and, uh, and like Javier Bardem plays kind of like a prophet Jesus type of character. People start showing up. They they like uh, randomly start like really praising him. They start like fucking tearing up the house and shit. So it's really kind of random and heavy handed, and it's like and it's like kind of allegories, you know. It's trying to. Uh, it sounds shitty. It, it, yeah, it's it's yeah. the point. The the reason that I think I didn't like it was because it attempts to be like um i do admire people who you know try to make something that's out of the mainstream and it is really fucking there's a lot of kind of crazy shit that happens in the movie but at the same time like it was almost like a hollywood version of like a buñuel movie or a Mm. hodorowski movie like those movies are like really like what the fuck and they're really raw and they're really abstract yeah but this felt like a kind of a hollywood version of that really you know so I guess I won't see it. I mean, you should. I think it's worth watching, but I don't know if I'd. Uh... It was like the the white man's version of uh, of Get Out or something. Was I was like... about to say, because <laughs> you were like, some people start showing up to a house and then yeah. random shit starts happening. Yeah. And was... with, with with Get Out, there was like an actual motive for all those people. Yeah, exactly. Up, though, There's right? no motive. That's what's yeah. kind of frustrating about Mother is that yeah. like literally just things start happening and you're like, all right, I'm just kind of supposed to accept that this crazy shit is happening and it's all like in the name of like this you know of like treat earth better and 
cheating Mother Earth better. So, anyways, uh, that's and then I saw the Dolores Huerta documentary. The I've heard good things about that. Carlos Santana produced. Benjamin Bratt directed. That's right. Yeah. Was it good? Yeah. 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 Feel connected to your people. A little more. A little more. Nice. I haven't seen anything but all this crappy TV. <laughs> I did watch American Beauty last night. Nice. Randomly, it was on TV, and we're like, oh, let's keep watching it's this. Classic. It's classic. But you know what? Like, I feel like if you now that we were like used to watching like television long format shows, like you know, Handmaid's Tale or you Game know, of Su- Sopranos or yeah. Game of Thrones or whatever. I feel like sometimes when I go back and watch movies that I really liked. I'm like, man, that's really simple. Yeah. Like, there's literally, like, eight scenes, <laughs> Yeah, you know, that progress mm-hmm. a film from beginning to end. Yeah. And, like, I mean, it's still really good. Yeah. But if you break down and you make the list of scenes, you're like, whoa, this jumped from here to here. Yeah. And, like, that's it. Like, I feel like movies, to be as good as TV now, have to be compacted in, like, a short amount of time. Like, basically make a movie about something that happens over two days. Yeah. And then it'll be a good movie. But if Otherwise, you make, yeah, it's too. Yeah, you yeah. have to take like, and and that's the challenge, I guess. That's yeah. the challenge of a movie is like, how do you make a movie about something that happens over years? Like, yeah, how do you make that a two-hour experience? Yeah, um, that's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean that more or less. Yeah, movies would probably become obsolete at, at the way that we know them. I, yeah, like American Beauty. I just I, yeah, <laughs> I think I feel like the 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 storytelling format has to change to yeah. keep up with the same level of depth that yeah. tv is now that's why i really liked that movie dean the dimitri martin movie hmm. because yeah you know it's it's a fucking million dollar movie budget and it just really kind of concise in what it attempted to do and i was like that hit the nail on the head hmm. mother you know did not do that <clears throat> no bueno <laughs> all right um i think i was gonna talk about some other show that we mentioned right now what are we what the fuck is out? OJ's out. <laughs> the juice is <laughs> the loose. Ju- the juice is <laughs> loose. <laughs> that is a pretty tight catchphrase. For, but that, it was actually a, a, his real one, right? When he was actually playing football. Like people would say that. People would say that, yeah. The juice is loose. And then they didn't know that it would be very apt. Did you ever see that? Have you watched the show This Is Us? No, I don't even know what it's about, but it won some Emmys. And then the guy who, the guy who played Christopher Darden in the OJ show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's in it. Sterling. I haven't seen. I haven't seen that movie or that that show. I, I've also seen the. He won an Emmy for This Is Us. Nice. He's a Stanford guy. He's. That's right. Really, yeah, he really, was in Insecure too. Yeah, he played like the girls. Uh, Molly's date. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who she's not into. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because he's like, uh, she doesn't even know what he does for a living. Yeah. He's like a consultant or something. Yeah, yeah. But Sterling... And he was in... Well, the... People versus O.J. Simpson. He played Chris Christopher Darden. He was in a movie, wasn't he? The, the It was like a slave movie. Anyways, that, that, that guy's a Stanford dude. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. There's actually an interview where he talks about... Um, he watched the OJ verdict in the uh, common room for his dorm. Oh shit! And it was a th- he lived in the uh, African American themed dorm that year. Damn. 
so he said it was weird because like yeah all the like the african-americans are like oh shit yeah and then all the white people yeah. were just looking around like what the fuck yeah yeah like, <laughs> uh yeah sterling uh what the fuck is his last name he is blowing up right now so it's really good yeah, he's really good he's, he's good um i did finally watch the end of insecure nice um i don't know I thought it was good. I thought that last episode was a little too, like, reached because it's, like, it plays, like, each of their perspectives, right? Yeah. And it was just a cool idea, but it – I think that show is just very, like um, – it's just, like, a fun show. It's not, like, necessarily, like, um, cutting too deep. But I think It's it, trying to. Yeah. It's trying to, though. I think not too much – not to the point to where it's, like, um, self-defeating – but yeah, that the whole thread about the 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 Mexican and the black kids definitely did not really um, yeah, come failed. together very well at the end. It but, did not. Yeah. But I just I just love the the their interactions as friends. You know, it just seems really natural and and funny. And like the the chubbier friend is so She's fucking awesome. hilarious. She's We keep saying she needs her own show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that show should be about her. Definitely. She, like every she it's like one liner after one liner and she she's steals the good. scene. Yeah. yeah, she always steals the scene. Um yeah, like I feel like <clears throat> if they kept it to that a little better, I know like I know there's a tendency and there's a want and a desire to take it into the social stuff, which is really hard to do in a natural way. Yeah. Um so I get that it's challenging, but I feel like if they kept it to the personal stuff, all that stuff would just kind of naturally come out a little easier. Yeah. Um, and I think it was like a an honest attempt in a way of, of like her being, you know, like a, working for this nonprofit in gentrifying L.A. Yeah. Uh, and then bringing, yeah, the, 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 the whole black student, Mexican Latino student thing. I was four when it first came up, and then, yeah, it just kind of, like, it didn't really come together Man. at all. What do you think about the scene where <clears throat> she uh, she goes down on the dude and he blows a load? Oh, yeah. I thought that was fucking whack, Yeah, too. yeah, that was, I wasn't really into that scene either. It was it was just really poorly done because, yeah. like, she gets all pissed off, and yeah. then she's like, how could you do that? And then he, like, she's the one who started giving him a blowjob. Yeah, yeah. And he never forced her. He wasn't, like, pushing her head down. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't like, I'm a boy. He wasn't yeah, trying yeah. to be a porn star. She was like, I ain't yeah. no fucking porn star. Yeah. And she got all, like, booty hurt about it. And it was just really weird. Like, yeah. I know they were, that was another, see, that was another attempt where they were trying to explore the whole thing about African-American women not liking to give blowjobs. Yeah. Which is great. You should explore that. But the way it was done was yeah. just whack. And I had a whole conversation about this at the tailgate last week, actually, nice. with uh, Teak's roommate, this dude, um, I forget his name. Well, I don't want to name him anyway. But uh, we talked about this, and he was like, yeah, man, we talked about it. He was like, I, I, I thought the same thing. It was like, and Larissa and I were saying the same thing. It was like, so basically, if you haven't seen the show, like, the girls' girlfriends go to a sex, like, uh, expo or, like, a conference. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, That's like, right, yeah. Somebody invites that, yeah. them to, like, mm-hmm. a conference about, like, sexuality, and yeah. it's, like, a fun thing, and yeah, they have, yeah. like, exhibitors giving away blowjob, that, yeah. that blowjob demonstrations. <clears throat> right. Like, how to give the old man a blowjob and, like, free yeah. condoms and all that sort of stuff. So they go to a class on how to give blowjobs. And then so Issa goes to um, – what is his name? Danny? Daniel? Daniel. The, the rapper guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like – I would give you a blowjob or whatever. And he's like, whoa. And so what is he going to say? No, no, of yeah. course not. So she goes down on him. And 
you know, he probably has not gotten a blowjob from a black girl in a while, according to this myth. <laughs> and so he fucking blows his load. Yeah. Like, he just can't help himself. And he and they actually have a scene, and they show, like, fucking nut on her face. Yeah. She's like, ah! Yeah. And, like, she, like, she gets all mad. What the fuck? How could you do this to me? I ain't no fucking porn star. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. And then, like, that whole relationship gets really weird. Yep. And he's like, what are you talking about? So, and it was just done, like, poorly. So I, I feel like there were a lot of good opportunities not done very well. Whereas Atlanta. Yeah. You you stopped watching that, right? Yeah, yeah. I need Dude, to rewatch it. You got to go it, back yeah. to get rewatch that whole thing. I feel like Atlanta was really natural yeah. and super well done and yeah. understated. I feel like you have to be understated because they're going, trying to push it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas he was holding back. Yep. Except for that one episode, but in a good way, that was intent. Um, but he ended up winning two Emmys. Nice, yeah. And Insecure won nothing. Yep. Uh, not to shit on Insecure because I think they got another season hopefully they uh, take it up a notch and yep. maybe want to bring in some Latino consultants yeah we're available yeah if you guys are listening we will not betray these myths <laughs> um, but yeah you should still check out Insecure it's pretty good yeah it's pretty solid um, there's another show that we were talking about with this guy that he said you could check out Anyway, um, back to us. We're going to be uh, bringing in some people for interviews. You know who I'm going to bring in first? Huh. G-Biz. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so G-Biz is a radio personality who's on KMEL, and he's going to be a guest next week. Uh, but Sammy's going to be headed out of town for a couple weeks off and on here, so I'm going to be bringing in some guests, keeping this going. We may go to a purely audio version just because of uh, the post-processing time. Yep. But um, if uh, if we, we'll put it on YouTube and maybe with just a logo or something, if that's how you watch. Yeah. Um, and a photo or something like that. But uh, going to be bringing in some guests for the next few weeks towards the end of the year. And then um, we'll be picking up with some video stuff, I think, at the beginning of next year. And in the background, we're working on some pitch stuff. Uh, we had a big project that we had been working on. No need to go into the details, but it looks like it's fucking falling apart. Hmm. So it's kind of weird. I was thinking about this. It's basically three years in a row where we have had something very close with a TV network. Yep. A different TV network every year. But it's, and it always fucking ends up falling apart because this is fucking entertainment business, I guess. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, you have to have a lot of. I think if anything, I've just learned that we had we need to have more like what do they call it? More things in the oven or more? Yeah. What's the fucking cliche? Uh, Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have more Hansel and Gretels. You have to have more things on the burners or whatever. Whatever they say, like more than one pizza in the oven or yeah. whatever the fuck. Uh, because what ends up happening is like we don't have a ton of time, and so we get one project going and it looks like it's gonna it picks up some traction. And it gets it's we've got something going with uh, you know an outside partner, and we put a bunch of time and energy into it, and then it looks like it's going to happen, and so we back off on other stuff, and then like basically we put all of our eggs in one basket. Yeah. Uh, and this has happened three years in a row, which is really fucking frustrating. But it seems to be the seems to be pretty common. Um, it still might happen, but I think the chances are very minimal with this last one yep. uh, because of some recent developments. So we had kind of alluded to a project that, that we were developing in the background, put a lot of time and energy into it, started prepping our personal lives in the background for it happening, hopefully, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So we'll take it elsewhere. 
and we'll see what else happens. But that's uh, unfortunate. Have you anything to say on that? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> just want to fucking blow my brains out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really fucking frustrating uh, when you start like making decisions, uh, personal decisions, uh, based off of that sort of stuff, and then they don't happen, and you're like, what the fuck? Um, one of the reasons why, like, like we're you know potentially buying this house, and like it could be a really bad idea if I wanted to keep doing that sort of stuff. But yeah. part of me is also like, you know what? You just got to keep living life. You know, like yeah. you can't let like you can't let something that's really uncertain dictate other decisions which could bring happiness to you and your loved ones you know yeah it's like well that shit like it can it can it could still happen and we got to keep fighting for it but i'm not gonna let that stop like hey like there's a really cool opportunity to get a house and to live in a cool place like you just keep living and uh keep pushing for that stuff um and yeah see where see where it goes um I think it, I think next year it'll be cool uh, if we're talking about like this video stuff that we want to keep doing to maybe explore like another sort of format of El Mundo or another character for you or something like that. Like I, mean, I was watching a lot of the Ezekiel stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like it'd be cool to do another character or to develop another sort of show, you know? Yeah. If you're interested in doing that, I think that'd be dope. Like, but just to give another spin, you know? Yeah. And like explore another angle on it. Yeah. Um, but Ezequiel, if you don't know, is this guy Sid Vela who had a character Galatia yep. for like two or three years. That really blew up. And then he just created another character called Ezequiel who's a narco and that's blowing up right now. And it's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. And, yep. um, we've definitely, uh, People have been asking for El Mundo, but I think, like, it's tough for that to blow up. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's definitely tough to monetize on a weekly basis, put it that way. Yeah. So I think we always, at this point, have to think of how to create stuff that could blow up and transfer to TV or to a movie or that sort of stuff and think bigger in that regard and not just online. Um, yeah, maybe and also taking... This maybe like a more like granular approach in some fashion of like trying to really like um, uh, recognize like our um, our like capacity, you know, as mm-hmm. opposed to trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I mean, um, with like the the mundo stuff is like. It, yeah, I mean, uh, of just trying to to um, to figure out, yeah, of, of like what the uh, I guess what the the content that we want to do and what we can really pull off in a way that's like that's that's I guess fun, you know, or that yeah. is like. I think there's what's manageable, what's natural, also what's like the biggest kind of bang for our buck in terms of what we want the outcome to be. That's why I was like, you know, working on the pitch documents and doing yeah. that sort of stuff yeah. could yield more results in terms of the time invested than just continuing to do a bunch of videos. Like, I mean, the people who are doing or at least making some sort of money, and that's not always the intent, but um, in terms of the time you put into it, you have to figure out like, okay, how can I balance this with paying my bills or whatever? Um, the folks who are making money on YouTube, it's like, you know, it's still the little mocos or the yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still the really fucking wacky kind of not wacky, but 
just more kid yeah, yeah. sort of stuff or whatever. Um, so I think longer term, just thinking about like, okay, how do we continue the same discussion about how do we get a TV show or how do we do a movie um, and thinking big like that as opposed to just the Desmadre website. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Next few months should be interesting. Um, and I think you're going to be coming back every few weeks, so maybe you'll jump in and do the podcast whenever you're back in town. Yeah. Um, but that's the plan going forward. We're probably going to have a, a number of different little local guests, if you will. And G-Biz is down, and he's, he's a funny dude. He actually recently got bumped to do the the main morning show. Nice. So if you listen to KMEL in the Bay Area, like I think it's like from – he's on the, he's on at 9, which is the prime hour. Nice. Um, but I was cracking up. They were they were uh, they were uh, doing a commercial where the guy they do commercials for jarritos, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Get your jarritos at your local taqueria or grocer in the his what do they call it the Hispanic section?" Yeah, and then the Jeep is like the Hispanic section. <laughs> Isn't that racist or something? <laughs> so they ended up starting talking about it. It was pretty funny. I texted him. I was like, "The Hispanic section." He's like, "Oh man." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's he's he, he'll be on uh, next week, and we'll see how that goes. Um, if you uh, have any suggestions for Bay Area guests, let us know. Anything else? I think we're good. We're good. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, remember to subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, and YouTube. Tell all your friends about us, and check us out on Patreon. Patreon for Patreon.com forward slash That's my peace. Peace out.